Hey gang, I want to tell you about today's sponsor, Podcorn.com. Podcorn.com is easily one of my favorite sponsors of the show. They have taken my podcast from a passion project to an actual income. That's right. Within the first week of signing up for Podcorn, Podcorn themselves sponsored my show. Since then, I've been getting all kinds of different companies that align with our brand and our message. Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities such as host read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. With Podcorn, there is no middleman. Podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform, set their own rates, and collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. You never give up any rights to your podcast, and Podcorn is here to support you at every step and ensure you're protected and compensated for the work that you do for brands. The Marketplace mission is to give podcasters transparency, creative freedom, and full control of how and when we monetize. Click the link in my show notes to sign up to Podcorn and start browsing sponsorship opportunities today. Podcorn.com. Now on with the show. Welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good Podcast. Today's guest is Nick Natoli. Nick Natoli is a singer, he's a songwriter, a rapper, a videographer, an editor, he does it all. Uh, he is signed to as a writer, as a songwriter, to Warner Chapel Music. He's worked with Snoop Dogg, French Montana, uh, Les Ambruno, and uh, many, many more. And, and I'm sorry, I don't know who Les Ambruno is, and I don't know if I'm saying that right, so my bad. I am so out of touch with what's going on. I know who French Montana is. I know who Snoop Dogg is. But uh, I don't know who everyone else is. And I don't know how to say their names. So I'm just that that ignorant, I suppose. Nick Natoli is, uh, is, is, is out of Los Angeles, California. And he's just murdering YouTube right now. He's just killing it on all the platforms he's doing. And he has some very interesting ideas about vaccines. <laughs> Uh, no judgment. I, I had a great conversation with Nick, and I, I, I wish we could have talked more. And in fact, I'd love to have Nick back on the show so so we could have more time to chat because he is uh, he's he's killing it right now. Like online, it's nuts that he's this popular online. But no, you know, like you don't know who Nick Natoli is. You know, Nick Natoli's not all over. Uh, uh, I don't know, NBC or whatever, if that even matters anymore. It's just, it's so amazing that there's these like YouTube stars and Instagram stars and stuff that like, if you don't know who they are, if you're not in their, in their bubble, like it's just, it's a very interesting world to me. I, I love it. And I love that Nick is just killing it on all fronts. And uh, he's just a very talented musician, videographer, editor, like just songwriter in general. And his output is so incredibly high it's just a he's just a high output kind of dude 
Uh, you can find Nick Natoli. I put, have some links in the show notes that you can go click around. But you can find Nick Natoli at Instagram.com slash Nick, N-I-C-K, Natoli, N-I-T-T-O-L-I. And you can also find them on YouTube and all that stuff. So, uh, again, there is some show notes, links for y'all to click on and go do that and support your boy. Uh, you can also go find RainaMystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com. Go check her out. She's doing her thing. Uh, uh, she she streams on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Mystique. She streams on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Go check her out. You can also find We Speak English Good on Twitch. We That's right. We've expanded. We've expanded to a video platform, but you guys know that. I've been talking about it for months. Come and see what everyone is talking about. See what you've been missing out on. There's so much more content out there that you can come and enjoy for absolutely free. Or you can choose to subscribe to our t- Twitch channel, which helps us out. It, 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 you know, anything helps. Just you being there helps. So uh, any kind of support is very much uh, uh, appreciated. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, you can also go to our Threadless store where we have t-shirts with with a, a pro wrestler woo emote on there. We have uh, me looking me- mad Mike as a cartoon looking cute. Uh, on a t-shirt and of course the retro 80s design that I, I designed myself and I, I'm, I'm kind of proud of it I'm pretty proud of it. it looks pretty good looks pretty good uh, yeah so go check out our Threadless store wespeakenglishgood.threadless.com and go pick you up some, some swag some swag is that what you call it? no I don't know I think that's what like 1990s DJs called free t-shirts swag come get some swag down at ford at taylor ford all right that was trying to go somewhere but again there's not any thing go anywhere uh it's really interesting because he puts his his charts nick our guest puts his charts on uh uh, on the on the on the interwebs, he puts it on his uh, Instagram, and he was what was he in the metal category? He he reached twenty seven, right under Anima. Uh, when you look at the charts, back on the charts, bitches. He I wonder got on the charts. Uh, let's see in the R and B and soul, he's hit the charts uh, fifty three. So it's really interesting, right? Like he's he's charting, yet no, you know, yet we don't know who he is on the main street. That is just so weird. Well, you guys will find out about Nick soon enough, I'm sure. He's a very colorful character, and uh, and like literally, like he has lots of colors to his brand and stuff. So it's it's really fun. Uh, he's just a fun dude, and and uh, and he's a smart dude. So that that uh, we got Nick coming. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and review. Leave us a like on our Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter, all of that. All of that is in the show notes. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube, on, uh, on Apple iTunes. You can follow us on Spotify or anywhere you get your podcast. And you can also uh, uh, subscribe to us on Twitch. You can uh, also leave a review for the show, and that's very helpful. It takes a little bit of your time, but it's super duper helpful. You can also write the show at we speak English good at gmail.com. 
Um, that's right. Let us know what you're thinking, how we're doing. Uh, let's see. Next week on the podcast, I have no idea. Uh, but on Monday, on the live stream on Twitch, we have Surreal Ramen. He's a local rapper here in Toledo, Ohio. And on next Friday, not this Friday that you're listening to this, but next Friday, we'll have on um, we'll have Mike from Mike Tiki, which uh, which I'm pretty excited to have on. Uh, you guys heard that mid roll pitch, uh, that mid roll read for for Mike Tiki. I really enjoy, I really dig what this company represents. And I'm super excited to talk to him because Big Data is a bunch of bullshit who steals our information and sells it to the highest bidder. And we have no idea who's looking at it. And these people aren't scientists. You know, these aren't, these are just regular ass people just taking our information. And God knows who's looking at it. So it's going to be a very interesting conversation. So tune in for that. So I will talk to you guys then. So let's get into it. Let's jump on over to our friend, Nick Natoli. I think you're being way too hard on yourself, man. I think it's sexy. You like it? You know what? Some, like pe- some people were saying I look better with it. Some people were saying I look... And I, I, I know they're lying. They're just trying to make me feel good. But that is not <laughs> sexy. I'm sorry, but that is not... This, yeah, it sucks. It sucks, lovely lace. I agree. Um, Nick Detoli, thank you so much for being on the show, my friend. Uh, uh, can, can, That's the kind of haircut that makes your wife love you for you. you well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. If she didn't love me for me, um, she would definitely be. But you know what? She she was talking about on her stream. She's like, you know what I realized about my husband's haircut? Love is conditional as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you know, yeah. Anyways, yeah, the shit is conditional. I know. But, you know, I feel like having that bit of danger in relationships and, and not to say that our relationship is that weak, that that we can't withstand a week of this terrible haircut. But but there is there is something to a relationship where because you can get really comfortable with relationships and, and you can start taking them for granted. And I, and that's when people start, you know, stepping out on their boo or, or, you know, and they, and they start creating these secret lives and stuff and and there's no open communication. And so, um, it's so, so, you know, I, I think it's good to have that little bit of threat that, that love is a bit conditional. Right. I mean, cause so I, I don't know how how do you feel? I, I mean, do you do you like the idea that there? Uh, if you're you're, if we, I think you have a girlfriend, right? Like I think I heard that. Okay, so um, you know, like it, it, I feel like it's it's uh, it's a good thing to not just be reliant that that person's gonna be there through all your shit if if you're not giving it the attention it needs. Uh, sure. The relationship. Uh, I, do, do you agree with that? I mean, how, yeah, what's your I, mean take I think on? it's good to test the boundaries a little bit. I think that <laughs> yeah. if you have a partner who really cares about you and really loves you, they'll love you regardless of what you look like. So I feel like that haircut is definitely testing the boundaries of love right, right there. <laughs> <laughs> testing the boundaries of love. Hey, man, love, love is dangerous. You know, like putting yourself out there and, and putting your sure. heart out on the line. It's vulnerable. It's something that you don't know what's going to happen with that. Uh, Big time, man. 
one of the things that I, I feel like my project is all about is just putting yourself out there. I mean, we're on our like 30 second mu music video now. Yeah. When we started, it didn't look as good as it looks right now. Yeah. It didn't look like shit, but it didn't look as good as it looks right now. Right. So it's like you have to be vulnerable. You have to be confident in yourself in order to put yourself out there. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people are missing. They'll never take that chance. They'll never yeah. put themselves out there and be vulnerable enough to accept criticism and get better at what they do. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. A lot of people just like, a lot of people don't even get to that. Uh, you said that your videos have gotten better. So I imagine that there was a time when you're like, well, this is what we have and this is all we can put yeah. out, but I'm going to do Hopefully. it because it's like, fuck it. I got to go for it. I got to do it. Most yeah. people don't even get to that point because, you know, I've seen people who are talking like, I'm going to, like streaming, for instance. Streaming has been a big part of my life over this last year because my job was taken away from me. I'm a full-time musician. So my oh, job, wow. your job was taken away as well, right? Like, well, I don't know how much of a performer or a gigging musician you are. Other I, I make my business off songwriting and producing for yeah, other artists. So you so didn't stop at all, yeah. right? You, yeah. yeah, you didn't lose your job at all. <laughs> you, you, um, did, did you find that you got more busy after the pandemic struck? Much less. Much less busy? Much less. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was even talking about before that. <laughs> vulnerability? Yeah, vulnerability, I guess. No, well, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people don't even take that that step outside themselves to even put out something that, you know, like, uh, when I talk to people about streaming, they're like, okay, yeah, I'm going to stream, but it's like, I got to make sure I have the right camera, I got to make sure I have the right lighting, or or I know people, and I built my YouTube up to, to monetize, and, and it's like, you know, same story. It's like, well, I'm going to get my YouTube up, I, I just got to get the right camera, I got to get the right this, right. and and, and and, and it's really just an excuse to put yeah. off being vulnerable and and and, and putting yeah. something out there and being judged. Um, I, I imagine because because your your work is, it, <laughs> I mean, you you say some stuff in your in your work. Do you do you do you get any um, do you get any um, bad reactions to like the verbiage that you use? <laughs> yeah, all yeah. the time. Yeah. How do you handle I mean, it? I'm kind, of, I'm kind of built of Teflon. Like I'm ready for it. There's mm. a reason why I'm so controversial in my music is because I'm expecting that backlash and mm. I know how to handle it. I've got really tough skin. Mm. But at the end of the day, like a lot of people do not react to me the way that I would, you know, want them to in a perfect world. Right, right. What? What's you? I mean, you know, you're well aware of our environment and, and, and I'm not judging, by the way. I'm not. I, I think it's awesome. <laughs> uh, I'm sure. not judging at all. Um, but you, you're aware of the environment we are in. Why do you want to put out music that inflames the, the, uh, people? <laughs> yeah. I think it goes back to like the fact that I've got a message that mm -hmm. I want to get out. And so sometimes the way of going about that message might not look or sound the way that people would like to ha have it perceived or it's not, you know, something that tickles their fancy. Yeah. But for me, I really don't care because that I'm trying to get my message out. So for instance, I've got a song where I'm talking about how people like Tupac Shakur and Jimi Hendrix probably wouldn't be that famous in today's world of social media. And um, the first line of that song is, I'm happy Tupac died. And I kind of pause and say way before the effing swipe up. Yeah, because 
uh, what I'm basically saying is uh, I'm happy Tupac's not here for this swipe up game that we're doing and Tupac's not saying, hey, follow me on Twitch and Facebook. And you, I, I love the fact that we didn't have that when Tupac was around. So I'm trying to get your ears to mm-hmm. listen to me first and foremost. Right. I mean, Tupac's one of my favorite artists. I'm not happy right. that he died, yeah. but I am happy that he died before this culture and this cancel culture came around. Yeah. So for me, it's like, I just kind of, I do what I do to grab listeners. Mm-hmm. But then once I got them, my message is at the end of the day, what I think is a good message. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I mean, it, the, the, what, what is your take? What is your take on cancel culture? Uh, what, how oh, do you man. Feel? I mean, I'm, how, how much time you got? <laughs> I, well, how much time you got? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, here's the thing. Like, what's happening in this country right now is Nazi Germany being replayed. Like, they're, they're burning the books. They're getting rid of music that they don't find acceptable. They're canceling characters that we grew up on, like Mr. Potato Head, and making him gender fluid and stuff. And at the end of the day, what they're really trying to do is silence us. They're really trying to tell us what's acceptable and what's not in their new world and trying to order us around and get us to kind of comply with whatever the new you know idea is. And it's like this country has been running just fine for a very long time and raised some amazing people that we all still worship and still look up to. So it's like what what is so bad in the water that we had to change the sewage pipes? It doesn't really make sense to me. So, you know, you're referencing Mr. Potato Head and recently mm-hmm. we had uh, Pepe Le Pew and, and like yeah. right now Pepe Le Pew and... and uh, oh, let's get something straight. Pepe Le Pew's a rapist. He is a rapist. <laughs> he should have been gone a long time ago. So you, then you do think something should be eliminated. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, at the end of the day, it's like there's characters who probably don't portray the best image, mm-hmm. um, but... I think if you raise your kids right and if you're doing the step work that you need to do in your house, then most people who watch Pepe Le Pew didn't go out and rape anybody. Do you know what I mean? Like, what's the diagnostics on that? They don't have any numbers for that. They're just saying, we don't like it. We want it gone. And the moment that we give into this cancel culture, we're open to losing everything. We're, We're open to losing so many more of our favorite characters and things that we grew up on and things that make America, America. And that's where I draw the line and say, like, we shouldn't be canceling anything. You have the right to turn the channel and we have freedom of speech in this country. So what's I don't understand what's happening. So then, like, for for uh, Pepe Le Pew, the rapist, then do you think that he should still exist on on TV? Sure. Sure. and then, and then, so do you do you think those disclaimers that Disney has started doing at the beginning oh, of the show? God. Do you think? Uh, do you think that's ridiculous? Too? I saw one of those the other day. I was watching a Disney Plus movie. Uh, it was an older one, right? And they came out and said, "There's depictions of people in this that are racist. We're very sorry about it, but we're still going to play the movie. Right. Like, we're still going to get that yeah. revenue, bitch." <laughs> Yeah, like exactly. I'm like, what is the what's the disclaimer for then? Right, right. So, so in your mind, you you're saying that like you know if you don't want to expose your kids to some, hey, yeah. what's up, heaven? Yeah, well, no, he's not. But we were just talking in hyperbole here because everyone's calling him a rapist, and yeah, there. I mean, it's very questionable behavior that this uh, fake cartoon skunk uh, is doing, but but. In your opinion, you think that that maybe parents should have a little bit more responsibility on what they expose 100%. their kids to, and if they don't responsibility, 
you're throwing it on Disney and you're throwing it on Cartoon Network when it's like, if you're not doing the work in your house, it, it all starts in the house, man. If you're raising your kids right and you teach them to not, you know, rape a woman and to be, to when no means no, then Pepe Le Pew shouldn't be able to affect them. Pepe yeah. Le Pew's not raising your your kids. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree with you. I, I'm totally against the cancel culture. I mean, some people oh, do. No. Cool. I mean, some people, some people are, um, I'm, I'm just big freedom of speech person. And which, which is not very popular take these days, which is very weird, which is very weird <laughs> that 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 when you think of freedom of speech, you think of like liberal lefties like Noam Chomsky and and right. you think of like uh, John Lennon. Right. You fucking yeah. think about these liberals, these classically liberal people. And now it's like, wait a second. Now it's kind of flipped. And now, like, if you do believe in something like freedom of speech, now that you, now you're a white supremacist, it what? Right. How did? <laughs> yeah, how, the how big did, jump. I mean, you, at the end of the day, like I said, it, cancel culture is really control culture. Right. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, what are they trying? What's their end goal mm. by canceling these things? They're trying to control what we see, what we hear, and what's allowed on television. Right. Well, anything's allowed on television because we live in a free country where freedom of speech is, you know, part of our constitution. Mm. So it's like, what what's really happening right now? And if you're really looking closely, you're seeing that big, big brother is starting to tell you what you can and can't do and what you can and can't say. And I'm ultimately against that for the, until I die because people fought very hard in wars to make sure that we're allowed to have Pepe Le Pew and we're allowed to have Mr. Potato and we're, we're allowed to do whatever the hell we want and say whatever we want, you know, in, in some form of moderation, you know, with some responsibility towards it. Yeah. Um, the, it, it, it's getting to that point now where we're, we're fucking, we're, we're like, we're, we're not allowed to say how we just feel about a thing. Like, and, and what I've been doing a lot on this show, because it is a music show, is that I like to bring it back to music. Because even, like, right now, it, it, like, a big movie that's sort of getting people's attention is, uh, uh, oh my god, why do I keep forgetting? Uh, Andre Day's in it. It's, it, it's Billie Holiday. The Billie Holiday movie. Mm. And when you look at like the history of censorship in music, I mean, even stretching back to the medieval times, the you know when they when the Devil's Triad was outlawed, and you know it, it's like this has been going on for years, and it's only because people are trying to censor something because they're trying to speak the truth, they're trying to, to trying to question power, and that's and that and that's exactly what we need to do. And Billie yeah. Holiday just wanted to sing a song and bring attention to the injustices that were happening in the South and the American South at the time, and and then and then flash forward to what Elvis Presley, he was shaking his hips and he was the devil. You know, yeah. and they tried silencing him. Meanwhile, yeah. he he's transcending a whole entire genre of music and bringing us rock and roll, which I know everybody's mad because he stole it from black people. But there's a whole nother issue there. Sure. Uh, the the race issues, the the political issues over the years have always been it hand in hand with the art. And, and, and breaking barriers was one of the things that music did great because back in the day, you had these jazz musicians, these swing musicians who were bringing multiracial bands with them on the roads all over the country. You know, like, so it, 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 since the beginning of, of, of integration, I mean, even before illegal integration, you have music leading the charge on, on breaking these barriers. 
And so I feel like when we start we start suppressing art and we start suppressing culture, that's when you start getting people who who. Ooh, there's obviously a power play going on here. There's obviously people don't want you to say certain things that don't align with their their mode of power. And yeah. if you start questioning it, but that's what's so important about freedom of speech is because that's how you question power. That's how people can call power out. Yeah, I love Elvis Presley too, right? Fuck that. Yeah. Fucking, I love Elvis. I love, I love Chuck Berry. I, I love all... All the classics. I love them all. And, and and we wouldn't have that stuff if censorship fucking existed and was allowed to run rampant. But now yeah. it's weird because it's like the tech companies kind of took in the, the reins on this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like time. And I, I don't know, man. I, I, I got to admit... I, I loved your interview that you did with uh, Sam Tripoli. The, the okay. Oh, you <laughs> saw that right on. Yeah, it, it was great because I, you know, uh, it, it's it's that kind of speak that I'm very attracted to because it is something that people are trying to say you can't listen to that. I don't like your speech. Fucking cancel. We speak English good, right? That. Right, it is that. <laughs> yes, yeah. It, well, that's what happened, and that's happened on stream before. That's happened on and here. You know, people didn't like what I was saying, and people in the chat started being like, "You fuck it, I'm gonna mute you." And it's like, "Well, mute me. I don't give a fuck." Yeah, that's your American right. Mute I'm, me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep talking, and and you know, this this channel is not gonna be for everybody, and and that's sure. okay, and that's okay because because the, because there's choice. We have freedom to choose what we want. So what? I'm I'm just curious on what your take is on like the arts and 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 the censorship, and I mean, like we're seeing well, you know actors lose their jobs and careers and stuff over. Yeah, a crazy right now, man. I mean, I think at the end of the day, when you start censoring music and art in general, mm -hmm. the art suffers the most. Yeah, because not only do we get rid of some of the best stuff like Michael Jackson, Elvis Presley, Eminem, Eminem. and Tupac Shakur, people who really talked about topics that people aren't really that comfortable with. We lose some of the best art, but also the art that hasn't even been created yet right. suffers the most yeah. because as an artist, now I'm sitting in my bedroom and feeling an emotion that I want to convey to the world, but I'm starting to think, oh, maybe I shouldn't say that word. Oh, maybe I shouldn't yeah. talk about this message. And now art that hasn't even been created starts getting demolished by the corporate media or the, the cancel culture, the the um, the tech giants, whatever you want to call them, mm -hmm. they're starting to stop art before it happens because now people are more conscious and uh, conscientious of what they put out because they're afraid. And that's what I think the end goal is. They want people to stop talking about pro-Donald pro Trump stuff. They want people to stop talking about all lives matter. And, and you know what I mean? People don't want to hear those messages right now. They just want to hear there's a race war, there's a pandemic, yeah. and that's all that's going on in our culture. Well, a lot of people don't think that this pandemic was uh, generated naturally. Mm. A lot of people think that the United States government is pumping the freaking nanotech type technology uh, that they can track you in these vaccines and as even if you don't want to believe that that's fine but i should be able to make a song about it i should be able to express how i feel about it mm -hmm. and that's what makes america america so mm -hmm. we're not only losing all the great uh culture and winnie the pooh and stuff that we grew up on but we're also losing the the new stuff that hasn't even been created yet the stuff that's going on in my brain right now is being filtered by you know corporate media yeah yeah no you're well, I, like I said, nazi germany <laughs> 
Well, uh, and, and you know, like the, what was that girl, that lady from the from the Mandalorian, Gabby something? She just lost oh, yeah, her yeah. whole uh, career because of yeah. saying making that same comparison, making that exactly. same comparison on on social media. She, and it was only because she was she was uh, she was just because she was leaning a certain way of the aisle, right? right? And and because right. there was the 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 her co star. Pedro something, who's awesome, by the way, like as an actor, uh, mm. he posted something very similar the year before, and it was a left-leaning thing. Is it thing. Carrera? Yes, it is. It is. Got it. And, and, you know, whatever your opinion on this this person is, is like whatever, but it, the fact of the matter is that she was silenced as an artist because she was saying yeah. what she thought was right in her time. And, and yeah, she said something, you know, she, the comparison was a little overblown calling it Nazi Germany. But I, I don't really think, I mean, because I think what she was saying was like, soon we're going to be turning on our neighbors, like, and, and allowing these uh, things that we're going to be calling out our neighbors. And we're already there. And so I don't think yeah. it's that far-fetched, but I, I, I do think that, you know, millions of dead Jews compared to our situation now is a little bit of a, eh. but, sure. but, I agree but she's seeing but, where it's going and, 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 yeah. and it can go that way. And, and people, I think it was a statement about progression mm-hmm. and how we are going to progress to Nazi Germany and how yes, we're going to progress exactly. to mil- lose, losing millions of lives. And I don't think it was as much as like, that's what's happening right now. I think if people don't start speaking up, that mm-hmm. is what's right. going to happen in the future. Maybe not five years from now, maybe not 10 but definitely 15 to 20, you know what I mean? We're on the track right now to letting Big Brother control us. And something that I really want your listeners to peep is that Big Brother's goal is not to have to control us and watch us every five seconds. Big Brother's goal is to get us to watch each other. So therefore, they don't have to do as much work. There's less manpower involved. If we can convince the minds of people to start looking at our neighbors and saying, oh, they did this. I'm going to call Black Lives Matter this. And, you know, that's that's the beginning of us policing ourselves, which is the end goal of the elite and cabal. Um, that that that's another that's another part of this, too, is that, um, you know, you have these rich, white, elitist people making decisions for people of color and telling people of color what they think is best for them that's weird i'm mexican and the and the most popular book in in this country is written by a white woman uh what the fuck does robin whatever her fucking name is white guilt lady what does she know about the mexican experience the black experience it, it, she doesn't, and, and she's right. About, and it's this white guilt shit that that that's yeah. that's making this this these waves. So it, what's really interesting to me is that you have these white people who are on top of their ivory towers in fucking Silicon Valley or New York City or in L.A. <laughs> and they're fucking making these decisions, and, and they're all colluding together, and they're all like, "This is what it is, and this is how people should feel." Now, on the other hand, it's it's worth a dissent is very very profitable. Uh, it, it, clicking on something that makes you mad on social media is profitable. So yeah. why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they want us to be fucking mad and, and fucking clicking on their shit? I mean, they're a corporation. That's what they want. They want uh, unlimited growth. 
and yeah. and Donald Trump was that for them, you know. Yeah. And, and I'm not and I, I'm not a Trump supporter. I don't care if you are or anybody is. I I don't care for him. I didn't care for the whole thing, but it was but still I saw what was happening and I saw the manipulation by the media and, and yeah. these tech giants and I saw what was going on and I don't care for that. I didn't care for Donald but, Trump and his bullshit, but I definitely don't care for for the lengths that they will go to silence somebody. Yeah. And 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 you know it's it, it's 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 a very scary situation to think about and to think that if we're not allowed to call power out, they're just going to keep doing what they're doing. And 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 what we're saying is it goes, it snowballs. It's not like it's tomorrow they're gonna the Gestapo's gonna march in, but yeah. they definitely were training us to call out people who weren't wearing masks. Right? You yeah. know, there was definitely yeah. some hotlines you could call. <laughs> yeah, so it's weird, you know. It's a, it's just a weird time, and it is, and I don't know, I don't know what we're gonna do. What, what do you think? What do you think we should do, Nick Natoli? What do you well, think we should? I am do? a Donald Trump supporter, and the reason that I am a Donald Trump supporter is because of what you just said. I saw what the media was mm -hmm. doing. I saw how they were trying to shut him down. They were talking about his hair and his orange skin and nothing about his policies mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. And for me, look, I was kicked out of every single, and, and I mean this, every single school that I ever attended. I was never in a school for more than uh, six months before the principal, the vice principal, and everybody got together and said, we got to expel this kid. He's not for this. <laughs> He's so got to go. Uh, <laughs> As far as authority yeah. goes, it doesn't agree with me, and I've never agreed with it. Amen. So I never want somebody to tell me what you're supposed to do and what mm. you're not supposed to do. The moment I hear an inkling of that, I go the opposite direction. So I didn't care about Donald Trump for the first four, uh, first three years of his presidency. It was in his last year that everybody started telling me, don't support him. We don't like him. We're going to do this and that to you if, if you support it. And that's what made me gravitate toward him because I said, listen, at the end of the day, this guy is against the elites. He's against all the big tech and all this stuff. And he's a president who couldn't be bought because he had his own money. Mm -hmm. So for me, I gravitated to the whole movement just based off that. Yeah. And, and I see that. And I can see why people jumped on to the, the Donald Trump yeah. thing, because he was speaking again. He was speaking to power. He was saying some radical ass shit. He was talking yeah. about the military industrial complex on national <laughs> TV. They don't <laughs> want right. that. They don't want that shit. <laughs> it, it, look, yeah, exactly. and I agree. Wallace Trump did care about Trump, and 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 yeah, and eventually it kind of ate him. He ate himself there. But but sure. it, it, but still, like if you kind of step back and look past what people are saying, what 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 information, what narratives are being sold, and you take a step back and you're just looking at it in a very pol a policy driven way, some of the things he said. I could agree with now. Uh, yes, yeah. moving Dutchman, you know, and uh, heaven. I saw, you know, like I see people, you know, they might not agree, and, and that's fine. And because you know, I do, I do think that Donald Trump was a fucking uh, uh, discredit to this country, and he did. I do think he fucking mentally fucked us in in a way collectively. Uh -huh. But that's just because of his fucking rhetoric. If he yeah. would have came in and not acted like a complete jackass every time he was in front of a camera or, or had his phone. You know, maybe this would be a different conversation altogether. But he fucking created a lot of tension, and and you know, and, and was very incendiary in the way he talked. And I, I just I didn't care for that. Most people only care about themselves. Sad to say, not just Trump. Yeah, well, I agree with that. Heaven, what were you talking about? Because I saw you said we lost millions of lives. It happened. 
I think we were talking about um, what what did you say, Heather? No, well, yeah, I think we were talking about COVID and stuff like that. But it, she said some. Uh, we lost millions of lives. It's happened. It's just wasn't acknowledged because the lives were not valued as they should have been. I'm not sure. I, I can't. I know we were talking something about that, but I can't remember what it was. If you can remind me, maybe we can go back to that because you know, I, I think what she's talking about is like about about people of color in this country has been sort of looked mm. over. Which, which, yeah, I mean. It, it, listen, it's a funny split, man. I'm black and white. Like, my mm -hmm. mom's Italian. My dad's black. And so I'm split right down the middle when it comes to this whole generated race war that they're yes. pushing. Yeah. And for me, it's like I've, I've lived a very black life in the sense where p police officers didn't stop and say, he looks kind of mixed. Is there some Puerto Rican in there? I don't know. They <laughs> yeah. said, he's black. Arrest his ass. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I never have people in a grocery store go, oh, he kind of looks a little Spanish to me. Should we, should we not harass him as much? They just said he's black. So for me, it's like I had a white mom. I have a white family, but I'm black. So I identify as a black man and I have white, you know, I have white culture in me. I have white sensibilities. I have, you know what I mean? Like I like, I enjoy white food, quote unquote. So for me, it's like, I'm really, I'm, I'm really split down the middle. And I have people who were not of color telling me that what I thought was racist and that, and that I should be, you know, aligning with these black lives matter uh, mentalities. And for me, it was the most racist shit I ever heard in my life to have some white girl on Facebook telling me that I'm not black enough. And that, you know, like when Joe Biden said, if you don't vote for me, you ain't oh black. Th those kind of things are the most racist things I've ever seen. Now I get to go on Amazon prime and see that there's a black section. And I go, that's funny. Black stories only. I was like, kind of seems a little bit just a little bit incredibly racist <laughs> so listen it's a it's a game that they're playing right now they're trying to divide and conquer and what's the best way to divide and conquer it's black versus white and cultures versus other cultures and they're they're winning they they did it you know what i mean at the end of the day one of my biggest messages is that i'm a fighter for the one race that we should all be concerned about which is the human race you see what I'm saying? So we're all humans. We all, you know, bleed the same blood. We're all from here, et cetera. Even people who are not from here, we're all people. So it's like, why aren't we doing something for that? Why aren't we trying to merge that and get us to be all together and all loving and all knowing as opposed to separating us and putting black stories on Amazon Prime and Netflix and stuff? That's segregation. Yeah. That's racism. And they, they're, they're just playing us. Yeah, it, it's it, it is weird too, and and then when you see like Coca Cola telling white people to be less white, and it's like, oh man, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny, <laughs> it's fucking it's hilarious. hilarious, it's hilarious, but it's like, oh <laughs> shit, no, I see what you're saying, Wallace, and I and and yeah, so Wallace is saying that you know it, there's a black section because there for a long time black people have not or, or and people of color, which is just another way of saying you know switch the words around i i think P poc is a little weird too but uh whatever um the it, the it, it, it what wallace is saying is that that white people have sort of been on top this whole time and so all we've ever seen is white people on the tv and white people doing this and, and there's not hasn't been a lot of positive yeah, I'm, I'm gonna disagree with wallace i grew up in this country i've watched my mtv jam since i was a young boy i saw tupac shakur Biggie Smalls, and all these people, Snoop Dogg, Shakur, these are all the people that I grew up with who were at the MTV Movie Awards, who were at the Oscars. Denzel Washington has been one of the biggest actors in America. You're falling for, you're drinking, 
the Kool-Aid, man. They're trying to tell you a story that's not really that true. I mean, I, I haven't seen or experienced real racism in a very long time. Do you know what I mean? Since I was a young boy, I haven't really seen people being like, you know, oh, he's got chains on. He's got earrings in. And let me let me look at him cross like it, there's there's a narrative that they want you to believe. And at the end of the day, it's like most people are just, you know, fun, loving, good people who don't really care about what color you are. I mean, you're going to have people that are obviously racist, but that's not the story of this country. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, I, I and and. I, I know that there's some there's some argument for that the story of this country. I mean, we are built. This country was built on the backs of of, of slavery. Sure. So so sure. And, and that's something that we can never forget. But I don't think it's something that we need to fucking bring up every Tear down George Washington yeah, statues. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and like you know, and what I'm even saying is incendiary to some people. And I, of course, I'm speaking outside of my race because I'm a outwardly white Latinx or whatever. But it's like, <laughs> are you mixed or what are you, bro? I'm mixed. Yeah, I'm Mexican and, and white. And it's oh. funny you said Italian and black. That's my wife too. My wife and her okay, family right is Italian and black little mix going on there yes it uh if you if you fail to remember the past you were destined to repeat it and exactly and that's why i don't care for this canceling shit i don't i don't think that dr seuss should be ran out and, and burn his books and Pepe Le Pew is gone. It's like, we need to know that this is what happened. This has existed. This was the way that people looked at the world at one time, but that's not sure. the way it is anymore. And we can we use this as a learning uh, guide to, to what not to do. And that's what books well, are. 100%. Well, let me, let me give it to you like this. Please. What's the best way to get rid of racism moving forward? So for our up, upcoming kids and our upcoming children, what's the best way for them to not know about racism? Is it to have a black section on Amazon Prime and to be talking about racism and making movies with Oprah Wills, like Oprah Winfrey's The Butler, where they say the N-word 700 times? No, it's not. It's to delete it. It's to get rid of it. Don't even talk about it. Let's move forward. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And instead, they're like, no, we got to talk about black lives and this, that. And, this. and it's like at the end of the day, if you really wanted to exclude something and forget it and move forward, forward you'd stop talking about it you'd stop i mean i don't want to erase it from the history books but what i'm saying is we're promoting this we are teaching a five-year-old kid who knows nothing about race about race <laughs> it's like they're gonna know this time that we went through where black lives had to matter and, and and all this stuff it's like at the end of the day if we didn't talk about that and we didn't bring it up this the new generation would have no idea and guess what they would be not racist just a thought. Yeah, I mean, I I, I agree. I agree with that in, in a sense. But I, I know also that we're in this. I mean, the reality of the situation is, is that there are people who do get fucked over because of the color of their skin. And, and, sure, and there sure. is truth to these things. Um, and, and there, we do have to sort of build up a protective layer for our children. You know, like me and my wife have talked to our son, you know what I mean? And, Cause he's dark. Right. And, um, he, these are the realities that we do have to talk about. And, and I know that it kind of perpetuates things, but we do live in a society where, you know, he, he could get fucked with just for being Brown. Sure. I don't think sure. it's as widespread knowledge is power. I want, right. I want them to, the, the new generations to be knowledgeable mm. and aware, right. but not so invested in it. Not like they're getting programmed to think about racism and talk about like, let's t teach them what happened in this country. Sure. But as far as moving forward, I feel 
like it shouldn't be the hot topic. It shouldn't be trending on Twitter. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I think I saw races. Uh, uh, is what race of pursuit or pursuit is what race or pursuit? Yeah, I I think I spell everything wrong. I don't think I got that right, Heaven. So I hope I don't. I hope I didn't make everybody mad. I don't even because it says because systemic racism is real. Is that something you agree with? Systemic racism. I mean, at the end of the day, like the powers that be are racist. You need you need to know the people who own this country are racist. So I believe systemic racism really comes from the system. You know what I mean? I believe it comes from a generated place and the same people that are the Knights Templars and people who moved from, you know, other countries to this country to promote their agenda. I don't believe that it's natural, if that's what they're saying. I don't believe that it comes out of somebody's heart unless they were informed uh, heavily about racism. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, I don't want to delete the idea that there's racist people out there, but the promotion of it, what you, what you're seeing right now is promotion of racism. They're saying, Oh, you want to watch a movie? How about a black movie? You want to go, want to watch all the black stories? And it's like, well, if I did, I'd find it on my own. I'll find the black stories. They're in there. Some of the most famous actors, Wesley Snipes, Eddie Murphy, Denzel Washington, and so on are black. So I'll, I'll stumble across that myself, but you're promoting it to me. Why? To generate an emotion in me that is a racist emotion. It's not, it's not a purity thing. They're not trying to get you to know about what happened to people so that you feel bad and that you change your ways. They're promoting it. I see white people on their knees going up to random black people saying, forgive me for something they didn't even fucking do. So I'm like, I don't understand it. Yeah. That, that was weird. That was, it was weird. a little awkward. That was weird. I couldn't imagine being those black people, uh, which yeah. I can't imagine being black anyways, but it's still, it's like, oh God, like that would be awful. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'd be well. laughing, I think. <laughs> Hey gang, if you're like me, you are sick and tired of big tech taking your personal information and selling it to the highest bidder. We don't know who they're selling it to. We don't know who's taking our information. But the most criminal part about the whole situation is that they're taking it for free. And that's why y'all need to get on to MyTiki.com and take back the control from big data. With MyTiki.com, you could see what data companies are collecting, how it's used, and how secure it really is. You can control who has access to your data and for what purpose they are using it for. But most importantly, you get paid your fair share for granting buyers access to your data. Go to mytiki.com slash goodenglish now to sign up for our limited space and start taking the power back today. Go to mytiki.com slash goodenglish. There's a link in the show notes, so go show some support. Hey gang, I want to tell you about my experience with today's sponsor, podcorn.com. Podcorn.com takes the mystery and frustration out of finding a sponsor for your podcast. Within the first week of signing up for Podcorn, Podcorn themselves sponsored my show. From that time to now, I've been finding different sponsors that work with our brand. Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities such as host read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. With Podcorn, there is no middleman. Podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform, set their own rates, and collaborate 
collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. You never give up any rights to your podcast, and Podcorn is here to support you at every step and ensure you're protected and compensated for the work that you do for brands. The Marketplace mission is to give podcasters transparency, creative freedom, and full control of how and when we monetize. Click the link in my show notes to sign up to Podcorn and start browsing sponsorship opportunities today. Podcorn.com. Now on with the show. Oh, shit. We have a question. I'm sorry. Lovely Lace. Uh, Lovely Lace has a question. Nick, I like the way you think and the way you speak. Have you ever thought about running for politics in your area, your local area and other things? I gave that up when I was like much younger and I got in, in a bunch of trouble with the police. So I don't think that's a possibility for my black ass. But I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you what? Uh, can you speak on it? What kind of trouble yeah, did you I get, get to? Like, I, I just used to get arrested all the time, man. Like, mm-hmm. I used to get, you know, uh, fighting and drunken publics. I was arrested for drug use. Um, all before I got on that TV show on Bravo, which really kind of centered me and grounded me. It taught me that I want to be in this game and mm-hmm. I want to compete with the best of them. And so I left basically my whole old life behind me of kind of being a street thug and got on national television and started, you know, just perfecting my craft. And it's been 10 years since. So, wow. so, so you were able to, uh, uh that that's awesome, man. That, congratulations, yeah. by the way, like that's that, I know that that shit can be a trap. And uh, that shit, oh, can, and, and I was same way, uh, but mine was completely just. It was just drinking and drugging, and and, and I wasn't <laughs> much of a of a thug or anything. I mean, I did right. break, I did break into places and do stupid things. A couple of B and E's, couple B and E's, allegedly <laughs> alleged B and E's and stuff. But that was like much younger. I mean, like very, very, very young. But like. Sure. In my twenties, I was a drunken, drug-taking degenerate. So it same, was, same. <laughs> it was just wasn't. Oh, here's a follow-up. Hold on. What do you think, Nick, about the new president keeping the borders wide open? Oh, lovely laces off the leash, uh, and especially with the COVID virus, come on in and bring the virus with you. That should not have been done. Well, you kind of threw in your opinion there too. That. <laughs> so, what do you think? What do you think of the border situation right now? Listen, at the end of the day, my heart is very open to people who are in other countries that don't have the same opportunities that we have here in America. At the same time, I'm an American who wants the best country. Therefore, bringing in a bunch of people who aren't from here when we don't have our house set and we don't and when people are struggling here in America, it hurts me to see that. So I'm an American first and I want my country to succeed. And then I want to reach out and say, hey, my our belly's full. Come on down. Let's you know, let's anybody come on down. Let us help you. But we have to have our bellies full and be in a place where we're not struggling and having homeless people on the street before we can do that. So I'm not like, let's close off the borders and not let anybody in. I just think that America should think about America first before they reach out a lending hand to other countries and say, come on down. We got food for everybody because we don't. I see people come to this country and they're struggling just like Americans are struggling. I just passed down this L.A. freeway and 
the whole thing is blocked off with tents and mm. people crack smoking and, you know, that need help and yeah. that aren't getting it. So it's like I know that there are a lot of other cultures that will do jobs here that Americans will not do, that re- refuse to do. At the same time, I feel like we should just give a kick in the ass to those Americans before we start opening up our borders and letting people in. I want everybody to have the opportunities that America has, but I want to make sure that Americans have those opportunities first, if that makes sense. Uh, I, I, that does make sense. And you know what? I have family who came over and I have family who came over the right way. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I have I have very, very, very close people in my family who came over, who were born in Mexico, came over here, did it the right way, did it the way, you know, and, and living their life the, the right awesome. way. And, and so, you know, like there, there is a part of me that, that I, I agree with you as like I, I do want people to come and prosper if they want to get sure. out of their country and they, they see an opportunity here because that because those opportunities, those, those outsider opportunities, outsider, God, that sounds awful. But like but bringing in outside ideas are is not a bad thing because America, you know, like that's what makes America great. We have this amazing yep. melding pot and, and we have all these different ideas from all these different cultures that come together yes. and, and and do some amazing things. So I don't think it's wrong to add more ideas from from other countries into it. But sure. I think you're right. I think that uh, I think that we do need to kind of re reexamine it, you know, and, and, yep. and kind of because I don't know enough about it, but I know that those cages and shit that everybody was hating on Trump was all built and implemented under Obama. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy you know that, man. Most people don't. Which is, and I loved Obama. I love, Ob- like, I still, I still love Obama, but he bombed lots of brown people. Lots yeah. of bomb. Like, shit. just, he took away a lot of rights. <laughs> yeah. But he spoke real good. And uh, and he oh, looked great. and he looked good in a suit. And he yep. looked good in a suit, and he could sing some Al Green, kind of. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, there he had some class that I I don't know that I really respect, but there's some policy that really sucked ass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why do you why do they take the Mexican border open? Oh, wait, why do they make the Mexicans Mexican border open? Some are illegal and some are legal, but if people in India or Sri Lanka want to come, they need to a need fulfill exactly. Oh, I see what you're saying. So why isn't the Mexican borders uh, more stringent than the borders in India? Is that what you're saying? Oh, no. Maybe you could tell me. <laughs> yeah. I, drove right, I drove right through the Mexican border with no problems. This was like maybe eight years ago. Yeah. But I drove to and fro and they, they didn't even check our car. Bro, I, I brought... I shouldn't say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I brought three pounds of fucking cocaine. <laughs> it wasn't three pounds. It was like a few Oxycontins, okay? It, it was just a couple. I just needed... Daddy just needed his medicine for the week, okay? That's it. That's it. Golly. <laughs> T- oh, is that uh-huh. TOS? Okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> Uh, why? Oh, yeah. I just asked that. Um, San Diego charges nonprofits ten thousand dollars to be able to pass food out to homeless people. The system is so effed up. So, um, charges. Wait a second. They charge nonprofits ten thousand dollars to be able to pass out food to homeless. How does that work? That Wait, are they saying the football team, the Chargers? No, no, no. Charges. San Diego, the 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 city itself. That that's where oh. I used to live, and uh, I'm. I I moved back to Ohio from San Diego, California. So 
which I don't know why I had to say San Diego. I spent a little time in a national city. Oh, cool. And a rough city, man. <laughs> <laughs> it gets That's real. A rough city, it gets real down there. It gets real down by the border, it baby. It gets a little. It gets real. Uh, in America, you can get fined if you give food to the homeless. That that is weird. I don't know why that is. What? I I don't know. Wallace is <laughs> Wallace is just doing stuff. I I didn't I'm know not... that. Um, wait a second. What what do you think about media under Joe Biden? That that that's a fair question. That's that's a question. I should say. What 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 do I think of the media under Joe Biden? Yeah. I think you're seeing it. I think it's cancel culture and censorship, you know, up the wazoo. I mean, look, the thing I really liked about when Trump was coming out was that people were posting uh, uh, crazy about, you know, Q and about, um, you know, underground bases and aliens and a lot of stuff was coming out on Instagram that is now completely shut down. The Save the Kids movement, um, the Save the Children, all that stuff, you know, was great stuff. They're trying to, you know, stop pedophilia. They're trying to stop kids, you know, from getting touched by older men and stuff. So it's like, why was that shut down? And you have to look at Biden's policy to ask those questions. I mean, Trump was very open and adamant. So was Laura Trump. Um, about, you know, stopping um, child trafficking and human trafficking, all of a sudden that's gotten a, a mute on it now. People are not talking about this at all. Right. And it's like, that's what I think of Joe Biden's media. I think it's censorship at its finest. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, like the Q stuff, like, so, I mean, because we can kind of go into the conspiracy stuff here, too, because I, I know you like talk conspiracies and you're into yeah, that. Yeah, I don't stuff. want anything to happen to your No, to no, your no, channel. but but look, the, I mean, we're just talking about this and fun, and, and this is just right, entertainment right. purposes, everybody. Newsweek, right. legal feed, criminalizing. Oh, look, <laughs> Wallace dropped a Newsweek article about criminalizing feeding the homeless. Wow, only in America. Uh, yeah. I love this country, but we have some problems. <laughs> mm -hmm. We have some problems. Uh, so uh, you were talking about the Q stuff and, and people, yeah. you know, and, and the, the, you can't even say that now without getting shut down. So yeah. whatever. Uh, the, I, I mean, like, here's the thing about these these uh, the, these conspiracy theories is that mm -hmm. some of them are actually right. And some of yeah. them are true. And some of these ideas have truth to them. And, sure. and the fact, and, and there, it, it is a fact that there are child traffickers in this, in this country. And yep. it is, that is a fact, you know, it, it, it's a fact that, because what was he saying? So can you kind of go over some of the stuff that, um, that was sort of being said by Trump that was being kind of uh, the big things that were being said by Trump that people, part of the Q movement uh, were sort of picking yeah. up on? Yeah, I mean, the big idea here was that, you know, that there are, like you said, child traffickers and human traffickers in this country. And Donald Trump, you know, got a lot of money to help stop this. You know, he started a foundation and a charity and all this stuff to to, to combat it. And what you're noticing now is like that's been, kind of been relieved. People aren't really talking about that. You had people marching at Buckingham Palace, throwing rocks at the Queen's door, saying that she was involved with child um, trafficking and pedophilia. You know, there's a there's a story about a bunch of missing kids that went missing, apparently near the Queen's property and that the Queen has been listed as a suspect. Oh. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein's island was one of the biggest parts of it. Trump got on and said that Jeffrey Epstein's island is something that we're going to hear about in the next coming years. And 
and this was years ago, and we and then it happened. Then Jeffrey Epstein got popped. Then Ghislaine Maxwell got popped. Harvey Weinstein got popped. So you're like, this is happening. We know that the Hollywood elite are somewhat involved in child trafficking, human trafficking, and possibly even worse, child sacrifice. So this was all leading up with Trump's administration. Trump was against these people. He kicked Jeffrey Epstein out of his club at Mar-a-Lago in, in Florida. This is all documented stuff. And he wasn't in that club. So if he's not in that club and he's fighting against an opposing side, Joe Biden, it's very possible that this new administration is in that club, is involved in this stuff. And that's why they shut it down completely and censor it like crazy. Mm -hmm. It, it, it's weird when you start talking about the new administration and, and just just for just 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 so everyone knows is I, I voted for Biden. I, I did it. I, I, I voted against well, I, I fucking bumbling Biden. Uh, I fucking voted for the potato uh, because I was voting against Trump. So I'm just gonna be wide open about that. And, uh, you know, fucking Democrat. God, I drink That's the Kool-Aid again. Country, this country, man, everybody's got the right to do and say exactly. what they want. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and you know, I'm vo I was voting against Trump, but like I felt like I was voting against my best interest because when you look at what what Joe Biden has been a part in the part of the country that I live in, he has decimated the Midwest. He has taken all these automobile jobs and shipped them over he, with, with his. And neck. where are you at, Mike? I'm in actually in, uh, in Toledo, Ohio, which is just awful but uh, out there, Jesus. Uh, yeah it's terrible uh <laughs> it's not a good <laughs> i fucking live three blocks from the beach and ob in san diego for 13 years and now i live in fucking ohio uh wow. <laughs> was that the wife's move or why, yeah why she's from san diego so she didn't care about california I i'm from ohio so like sunny skies oceans mountains and shit that was like amazing to me my right. wife is not impressed and well, <laughs> let me and let me tell you one thing. She's certainly not impressed about this this city anymore. So, she has figured it out. Uh, <laughs> she has figured out what I already knew. <laughs> I'm not salty, okay? I'm not salty. Uh, but yeah, you know, like like the the thing about Biden is that he has he I, I voted against my best interest. He is sort of part of his policy has decimated this part of the country. It's taken these jobs and shipped them overseas or down across the border. And sure. then what do you do with people who are displaced from work, who are who are down on their luck, who are addicted to drugs? Oh, you pass a sweeping crime bill to, to put them to work and put them into slave chains uh, because you stole their job and now they're just sitting there being a drain on on the system or whatever you want to call it and now so now we got to figure out a new way to round them up and put these people to work and get work out of these people because they're just sitting there killing themselves with drugs and guns so why right. not throw them in prison and make them slaves too yeah so um you know that's what i voted for and and when you look at things and and you know um, we're talking you know conspiracy here but when you're looking at what's happening now and when you're looking at how many questions he doesn't want to answer and when you yeah. and, and when you look at how he's allowing executive orders to allow china china to access our power grid and then you see what china's doing to other countries and with their access to power grids yeah. I, I i think india has something to say about that right mental i don't know was india involved with something with china i can't remember what country it was but they just recently got into um uh, uh a power grid and start shutting stuff down and and i mean so like 
you're when you look at how Hollywood is bending to China and how they're changing uh, Disney movies and Marvel movies to appease China and yeah. how we can't even talk about uh, how this how this virus might not be some animal transferred virus or it, that most likely it was made in a lab and, and when sure. you have the CDC and, and, the, and the World Health Organization lying for China when you see all these things sort of come together and this huge consolidation of land that was being is being bought by China in in America. Right. I mean, half yep. of this city, Toledo, half of this city is owned by China, and, yeah. and, and we only sold it off because of the two thousand eight cra- uh, uh, um, crash that was that was fucking created here as well. So it's a uh, when you look at this and you know that China has this fucking long running. Uh, plan right like they have this legacy plan that that stretches hundreds of years it looks like it seems like that this administration along with his crony fucking big tech and hollywood elites who support him are sort of selling us out to fucking china whose plan is to fuck yeah well i don't know how happy you should be about that but (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm happy that you're woke but that look, information. But look, but look. Yeah. I, this is just, you know, this is just wild ideas. This is not, uh, this is, you know, I'm not saying this is the conspiracy or anything like that. I'm just saying that when you look at things objectively and you pull yourself, and China's cybersecurity, yes, yes, thank you. Uh, last month, a huge city electricity uh, crashed, became, um, they crashed and became uh, Chinese cybersecurity. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It was a big city that they used their cyber shit to uh, to hack, and well, they didn't even need to hack it because they they had access to it. Now they have access to our power grid. So when you when you see this long term legacy, I mean, uh, do I sound crazy? Do I sound like a fucking lunatic? Do I sound like a crazy Q person? Further and say that I think that the new America is China. I mean, the, if you look at the face mask and everybody walking around now not being able to speak their mind mm. and Winnie the Pooh getting, you know, exiled, it's like, yeah. that's China. These, these are all things that come from a Chinese culture. This is not American culture. Right. And all of a sudden you're seeing people that are scared to talk and scared to say what they want on YouTube. Well, guess what? This is what I'm talking about when I say the Gina Carrera thing is just about progression with the Nazi Germany statement. We're progressing to the point where they're going to take YouTube down and mm. we're not going to have YouTube anymore just like China. So mm. it's like at the end of the day, this censorship is coming from a much deeper and darker place with a much bigger agenda. Plus the money that we owe to China and the debt that we're in with China tells a lot. It says a big, it tells a big story. <laughs> You don't sound crazy. Just a nice streamer with a haircut. <laughs> Guys, fuck. Thank you, lovely lace. <laughs> Thank you, lovely lace. <laughs> uh, we better get some of these questions. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about your music career too. I promise. Awesome. <laughs> um, so, we just wait here. Uh, what about what about people making women and kids go forward in order to get their f- forward? I don't get what that means, mental. I'm not, I don't understand that. What about people making women and kids go forward in order f- to get their forward? I'm not sure what that means, buddy. You, you're going to have to re- rephrase that. Have you heard of the Great Reset? Thoughts? Yeah. I, I, I haven't. I want to hear about the Great Reset. Let's, let's talk about the Great Reset. Um, I have heard about it. I think that we're kind of in it right now. 
to be perfectly honest with you, I, I take it into more of a um, analogy than anything. Like the Great Reset is us losing all of our TV shows that we grew up on. It's losing all the great music that we remembered that has some curse words in it. Or Eminem talking about killing Kim on a record. That's the Great Reset. We're resetting everything, and we're we're changing our culture to match either China's agenda or the new world order agenda where you're under scrutiny and you're under censorship and you're under big brother's watch. It's like, everything's changing right now. And we have to be careful with how new age we're feeling right now, because something that feels good in the moment might not look so good. Five, 10 to 20 years down the road for your children. You know, you're, you'd like to pop on snow white and the seven dwarves. And all of a sudden you have some sort of new law that says that's not allowed in your country now because you were feeling some type of way and you voted and you, you know, rallied and said that only black lives matter without really thinking that all lives matter. You know, I'll repeat that statement because it's the truth. And most people have been, you know, dis, dis, disinformed and misinformed to believe otherwise. All lives matter. Doesn't matter if it's animal lives, black lives, Mexican lives, Asian lives, Puerto Rican lives. They all matter. Everybody's lives matter. So what is this this culture? What's happening right now? They're trying to segregate us. They're trying to, you know, keep us apart and, and keep us opposed to each other. And they're doing a damn good job of it. Wow, that that was, you know, and, and, and uh oh, uh oh, Wallace says no, you're wrong. <laughs> Exclamation me. point. Uh, uh, why why is he wrong, Wallace? Uh, okay, let me see what Heaven wrote here. Damn, uh, the Great Reset was the name of the 50th annual meeting of the World Economic Forum held in June 2020. It brought together high-profile business and political leaders convened by the Prince of Wales and the WEF with the theme of rebuilding society and the economy in what is claimed to be a more sustainable way following the COVID-19 pandemic. You know, and, and you know, I'm on the website right now. And, um, and I, I was, I, I mean, obviously, I, I haven't heard of this, so like, I, I definitely need to look into it. So I have no thoughts on it. Are, are you familiar with that? The I'm familiar with that, but I also want to peep his his mind to other like people have talked about the Great Reset literally being the technology reset of what's going on right now. Mm -hmm. It's it's also been referred to in the pandemic as far as us changing our lives and resetting everything. So I, like I said, I use it as more of a um, analogy than the actual great reset in which he's referring to. Mm. I see. Um, so uh, mental says also China overhauls the Hong Kong election bills. Oh, so yeah. I mean, China is uh, they're on a good one, and, and no one's mentioned the Uyghurs in in weeks. The, the, the same day that Donald Trump is getting banned from Twitter, China releases uh, a pro-Uyghur uh, uh, women love being sterilized. They just love it. They love right. being sterilized and, and raped and murdered. They, they just can't get enough of it. Jesus. Uh, it, okay, so Wallace says it's about the police killing unarmed black men. Black people at a higher rate. No one said that only black lives matter. Just stop killing unarmed black people. No, they did. So. No, they did, Wallace. They, they said all, all, they didn't say all lives matter. They said black lives matter. And what I'm trying to peep you to is it's, it's a segregation technique. 
that comes from old white racist men who are controlling everything, who are controlling the media. They're controlling this new platform that we're even talking on right now. You have to look at what goes behind that. So like we're aware of Freemasons, we're aware of Illuminati, but something that Dick Gregory said that I really peep my, my mind to is what goes behind that. What's bigger than that? So we know about the tech giants. That's great. Who puts them in power? Who pays their, who, who signs their checks? You know, just think in a, in a bigger way, in a more linear way. And you'll see that at the end of the day, everything is controlled by old white men. So what do old white men want us saying right now? That Black Lives Matter because it segregates us. It, it, it keeps us apart. It, um, you know, it infuriates people as opposed to bring them together. If, they, if these people wanted us in the streets singing Kumbaya and talking with one, one another, there'd be a much different message that they're promoting on NBC and they're promoting on ABC. I mean, at the end of the day, if you want people to stop killing and raping and murdering people, well, then stop showing it every five seconds on television. Stop making content that only shows that. So that's what I'm saying when I say Amazon Prime has a black story section. They're trying to infuriate you. They're trying to get you in a rage mode as opposed to, you know, a conscious mode and an enlightened mode that tells you that all races matter and that all lives matter. It's my, my whole thing is about unity. I'm trying to bring people together and not bring them apart. And you'll notice that that's not the agenda's mission at all. It's the complete opposite. Yeah, and and, and there and not to take away that there hasn't been acts of fucking true awful violence sure. towards sure. black people, and 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 there has, of course, and I've seen it. I've seen it yeah. firsthand. I've but seen it. Just that's what they're using to infuriate us. The real truth that right. this shit used to really go down on a much bigger level. Yeah, 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 on a huge level. Or ammo. And, and and I mean, it's like this point that a lot of people who get criticized for making this point is, is that if you look at like what racism was in the 1950s and what racism is considered now, it's like, well, there's a huge difference now. You know, there's a huge, huge difference. It's not the same. It's not, you know, we're, but 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 they make it seem like it is. And and I don't genuinely believe that most people just are sitting there hate with hate in their heart. Like, I don't believe that most people or most white people think that, you know, I don't, I don't believe that, but there are assholes out there. So, I mean, I feel like a lot of this feels like a little bit of overcorrection. You know what I mean? Like, cause there's over, over what? Over correction. Like, yeah, mm. like people, because there is these underlining problems that do exist, but now it's like, but now in order to fight it, we have to, you know, be, burn Dr. Seuss books. You know, it's like a little yeah. bit, of, a little bit of an overshoot there, you know, like I, yeah. I think we can like, bring, look, if, if you show, um, what is that movie with Hillary Swank boys like girls? I think it is. Oh yeah. If you, uh. Yeah, if you about. show that movie of this like hermaphrodite getting bent over and raped by a whole bunch of guys over and over and say, this is what homosexuality is, this is what, um, you know, being a hermaphrodite is like, that's what people are going to think. But if you show them that I grew up in the house with um, a gay couple that used to watch me all the time, every single day, and I loved these people and we had no problems and no beefs, then it might paint a different picture for people. So they're, they're playing on the negative aspects of homosexuality they're playing on the negative aspects of racism and being a black man in america you know what i mean and the the media is only hyping it you know songs with childish gambino where he's like this is america i gotta carry a strap like nigga you write for 30 rock and you're on national television making millions of dollars you don't gotta carry a strap so why are you promoting that message because the white business owners who made you 
and the people that em- employed you are telling you that this is what they want. You understand? It's no coincidence that Oprah Winfrey, Tom Hay, all of them are all on the same page. Does that really make sense to you? Should Oprah Winfrey really be on the same page as Tom fucking Hanks? <laughs> like, I mean, maybe. Right. I mean, we want unity, but yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. And, and Reyna was like, that song is not even good. And I agree. That song is not even fucking I, good. It's not even a good song. It's I not even agree. good. Uh, yeah. Uh, what is it? This is so good. I love it. Oh, well, thank you, Mental. I appreciate you being here to uh, experience you. it. Um, okay, let's get some of these questions and let's talk about your music because I know you got to awesome. go soon. So let's... Awesome. Uh, uh, I was I was talking if they if someone wants their motive to get past they use women or kids oh I see what you're saying so they'll use kids and stuff yeah especially at the borders and stuff they'll use kids to mule drugs and stuff it's 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 gross it's gross it's not good yeah it reminds me of the movie Titanic where Billy Zane who's the bad guy who's mm-hmm. Kate Winslet's like guy who right. she doesn't want to marry. He's trying to get on the, the the boats to survive. And he grabs a child and he says, I have a child. I have a child to yeah. get on the boat. Yes. That's what it reminds me of. Wow. <laughs> that's a weird analogy. But that's really what it takes me to is that they're grabbing anything. They're like, they'll mm-hmm. grab a black guy. I got mm-hmm. a black guy. I got a black guy. Will you listen to my agenda? It's like, man, just go outside and be kind and, you know, have unity in your heart and have love in your heart and see how the universe reflects that right back to you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the thing is that you're saying incendiary things to a certain people, but you're also saying, I just want unity. I just want people to love each other and accept each other for who they are, which is which is like, why is that so radical? Like, yeah. That doesn't seem yeah. radical to me. But to some people, what you just said is, is, is super radical. And yeah. It, it, yeah, it's just such a weird world where we can't. It's the even, new world. We, the, the, the great <laughs> reset. Dude, how do you fucking, how do you manage your output? Like, how do you manage, because you put out a lot of content and you're writing for, for Warner Chapel and, and, and Nick has written with uh, Snoop Dogg and French Montana and, and a whole slew of other artists and stuff. So how do you manage your time, man? How do you make this happen? Because you, you're telling me, like, because Nick has to go, because he has to go release a new video. Which, so I was like, ah, okay, I got you. Uh, so like, how, how do you manage it? Like, how do you, how do you, do you have a lot of scheduling that you do? Like, how do you manage? It, it, to be honest with you, man, it's all just out of the love of it. I, mm. I'm an addict, mm. you know, at the end of the day, um, mm. I'm a recovered drug addict. I'm a recovered everything addict. So for me, once I stopped doing drugs and alcohol and everything else, music became my drug. It's, it's my thing. So, you know, if you knew how I did cocaine back in the day, <laughs> you, you'd know how I do my artist project. I'm an ass about it, man. I love it. I wake up in the morning and I'm, you know, promoting my project. Uh, I'm sending my music to more people and I'm doing music videos. I'm, I'm writing a new song. I'm always on the jump because this is what I do. This is what I love. So I edit the music videos. I do the effects for them. I learn how to shoot my own music videos. My girlfriend's a huge help to me. But for the most part, it's just us doing it. And, you know, that's that's really the uh, formula behind it. It's love. I, I love what I do. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You got to be passionate about this shit if you want to do it like that. Uh, I, I love that. <laughs> I love that you made the analogy of 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 your your drug addiction to your addiction yeah. to that because th- that's a great idea because I was the exact opposite it was heroin. <laughs> so, oh wow! Okay. Yeah, I was I was not, I was not the life of the party. <laughs> <laughs> I was the guy hiding in my room, fucking wishing everyone would just go away so I could chill. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, that 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 has to go. That energy has to go somewhere, and and yeah. and that's I think what what leads people down the wrong paths a lot of times in their lives is they don't have anything passionate to latch onto. And and really? music was something that I was able to latch on early, but I wasn't able to really connect with it until I was until I was sober actually. Uh, so I uh, you know like where do you think that you deviated in your passions? Uh, because you're a multi instrumentalist and you're you yeah. know, like you do your producer all, all you do all the things and videographer and, and 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 editor and all that shit. You know where where did it deviate for you when once drugs started to come into the picture? Um, for me, it's like at the end of the day, if you love what you're doing, you're going to go all the way. So for me, I was a writer in the room, not a producer at all, mm. getting frustrated at the producer not listening to me. I was throwing, you know, uh, paper out of the back of his head saying, why aren't you hearing what I'm saying? Do it like this. Do it like that. Yeah. So instead, my addict brain was like, well, I need to become a producer then. And then I became a producer and then started working with people like Snoop Dogg and French Montana and got my producing skills up to a level where I could start producing my own music. And then after I started producing my own music, I was like, well, these video directors are going to charge me like 5K, 3K mm. to shoot a motherfucking music video. I know what my vision is better than anybody. So why don't I just buy a camera and start learning how to do it? And that, back to that vulnerability thing, I was scared. I was like, I don't want my shit to look terrible, but if I keep at it, if I keep doing it, then it'll get better and better. So once I was done shooting, I was like, well, somebody's got to edit this fucking thing. And I watched enough YouTube videos to learn how to edit. And so when I say like my addict uh, brain has actually helped me, it really has because, yeah. you know, and it, you have a lot of time in the day as a drug addict to just <laughs> do drugs and find them, yeah. go find the dealer, do all that fun stuff. And, um, <laughs> and now I don't do anything. I'm like completely straight edge. I don't even smoke weed anymore. Oh, so wow. for me, it's like, I got nothing better to do. You know what I mean? Let's, <laughs> let's just work on music. What, career. what else are you doing? Well, you make a great point about when you're saying when you were seeing all these different things like well this producer's not listening so i just need to produce and then when when you saw that how much the videography is is like i just need to do do it myself yeah. i think that's a huge part of what it takes now to be an independent artist it, it, yeah. it, you know and like i don't like i don't know any artist right now that i really know who's like trying to go to hollywood to make it in hollywood and get the record deal mm -hmm. and fucking do that like Everyone I talk to is like, that's not my goal. I mean, there's a few people, obviously. Right. I mean, sure. it's it's a it's a great goal, whatever. But most people I talk to are doing it independently, and people who are doing it successfully independently are doing it in. Uh, they're doing it in ways. They're doing it all themselves, basically. I mean, right. and they're they're becoming their videographers. They're becoming their own producers. They're becoming, you know, their own writers because they know yeah. that that that's just. I mean, otherwise, you're paying people to do this shit. Yeah. So I think it's yeah. an important lesson. There. Listen, I've been in this town for. I've been in Hollywood for a long time. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I came to Hollywood for Platinum Hit, which was when I was 22. Yeah. I'm 33 now. I'm still in the same in the same town. So I've seen them all come in, and I watched them all go out. Man, yeah. <laughs> that's like. Like, because they don't have enough money. They don't have yeah. enough money to... That's one of the things that I find is, is a big secret to my success as an artist is I work with Snoop. I work with Neon Hitch. I work with Sam Bruno and all these artists. And I kind of watch them and, and I watch some of their mistakes. 
and I and I realized the game. You know what I mean? So when I was doing my artist project, I wasn't really coming in like a rookie. And I say that in some of my lyrics. I'm like, you know, I've been here for 10 years. I'm not really a rookie. Yeah. Um, I, I know what's up. I know what's what's going to succeed and what's not. And I've always noticed that if you're doing it yourself and you're independent, just to a degree, I mean, I'm signed to Warner Chapel, but I'm yeah. still an independent artist right. in the way that I in the way that I counteract with people and stuff and the way that I do, you know, my music, it's very independent. So you have to do it yourself because nobody's going to see it like you. Nobody's going to believe in you like you. And damn sure nobody's going to work as hard as you for your yeah. own career. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a that great was point. for me. That's a great point. Um, that was I need a song, not DJ, though. What? I don't know. Oh, you're talking to Raina. Never mind. <laughs> they're over here having their own conversation the, yeah that you're, you're absolutely right man. i agree with you so much and and it was when i realized that is is when i was able to well i got sober and and i realized that <laughs> that is when right. my career was actually <laughs> able to go you know like i was actually able to do something and, right. and, and 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 it's so crazy how much time and energy you have left over when you are sober and you have nothing yeah. else to do but live yeah. with yourself and your thoughts and put it down you you have this uh you have like a very colorful uh approach to your videos and your imagery yeah. it's like what what it I'm I'm just curious on what 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 sort of drove drove that decision to make this like because like your your videos are like wild man they're wild and and, and I, mad respect I dig what you do um and Thanks, and you know like I love that you release a video like every couple of days and it's like a new yeah. song a new video and it's a it, that that's crazy in my head it's <laughs> like holy shit that's a lot but for right. you it's it's probably just what you do um. What was your decision to for that for that look? Because yeah, know. my aesthetic has always been that since I was a kid, man. Mm. Like I've always loved bright colors, and when it comes to six nine, bitch stole my look. To be honest with you, man, <laughs> like he just came out before <laughs> me, and you know he started with the rainbows and the unicorns. And I'm like, that's mine. So am I gonna deny who I am because some guy named six nine did it? No, fuck that. I'm gonna do me, and that's always been me. If you want to go back and look at pictures of um of me 15 20 years ago you're gonna see the same colors as a young boy mm. i was always mr rainbow mr color so for me it's in my heart it's in my soul i see i see uh astral kind of colors and kind of like you know universe type of um you know weird rainbow feel on my shit so that's what i put out and that's what i rock with you know that's that's really me yeah yeah well how what your and your videos do great on your youtube and stuff yeah, like man. how, how did you very so far yeah that that's awesome man like what what do you attribute to that because you know especially in a time of covid and the time of musicians are scrambling to try to figure out ways to monetize their skills what was your approach to youtube that where you got this kind of success my thing is like I, as much as I put out a new song almost every other week and I mm -hmm. put out a new video, I put just the same amount of effort and energy into the promotion of stuff. I'm always emailing new people. I'm always trying to get my video on somebody else's platform that has a bigger following or on mm -hmm. a playlist. I mean, I really work at this like a drug addict, man, like, <laughs> <laughs> like I said. So I'm up all night. You know what I mean? I'm always um, I'm always I, I attribute a lot of my success to my drive, man. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very driven. When the pandemic struck, did you uh, did you notice a a change in your in your work habits at all? Or uh... when the pandemic first struck, mm -hmm. I was scared. I'm yeah, not well, yeah, lie to you, man. yeah. Everybody I was, was fucking 
scared. Yeah. So for the first couple of months, me and my girlfriend were just in the house, like listening to see if we heard any, you know, riots or <laughs> if the government was coming to knock on our door. At the end of the day, I'm a conspiracy theorist. So I was just <laughs> tripping balls for the first, you know, half of this thing. Right. And then I realized that I had a responsibility as an artist and as a performer to people who were scared that I needed to perform and that I needed to do something to get people's mind off of it. And in turn, it actually worked um, the same way for me. It got my mind off of it to perform. And so once we got back on it and shot a new music video, we just kept going and kept going. And I think we both realized, because like like I said, my girlfriend's a huge help. She shoots a lot of this stuff. And so it was kind of both of us being creative and using the right right portion of our brains that kind of got us out of the pandemic. And we haven't been back in a pandemic ever since that point. Like we just been rocking, we doing new, new music videos, promoting them on YouTube, et cetera. And that's been, you know, the vibe. We haven't really, we turned the news off, man. Turn the box off and all of a sudden the pandemic is not in your living room anymore. It's only on CNN. that that's a great that's a great piece of information as well is the idea of turning off like if you're if you're if you're having a hard time you know focusing on getting shit done getting a project done getting music done shut those fucking notifications off shut the fucking phone off turn off the tv create your own reality is basically the vibe you know absolutely absolutely uh nick uh, you know it's 4 30 right now uh what did you need to get off how do how do you i do okay. i gotta i gotta start prepping for this music video gotcha, gotcha. drop tonight uh my new single forever promote that a little bit plug that sure, a little please. bit please it's gonna be an amazing music video hop on my youtube channel check it out everything's at nick natoli as you can see at the bottom of the screen here n-i-c-k-n-i-t-t-o-l-i and give your boy a follow. And also, guys, in the chat, it, 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 people listening, you you can find all his links in the show notes. And people watching right now in the chat, I just dropped awesome. his his uh, website, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Go follow him up. Give him some love. Give him some love. And he has a new uh, sing, f- new video, new song dropping tonight. So nice. Nick, I'm gonna have to have you back on. We'll actually talk about music and your music. Yeah, man, <laughs> let's do this. This was fun. Mike, thanks for having me, bro. No worries. No wor- oh shit, we have one more question. Just you good for okay. one more? Okay. Yeah. Question: Do you think reaction videos are a good source for getting videos out in public, like marketing, or a bad one? I don't know too much about the reaction thing. A lot of people send me uh, re- reaction videos from people on YouTube. I, I would go with you know messaging big platforms, people that'll replay your song on their YouTube channel. Um, there's a lot of different areas that I can go because I'm a conspiracy theorist. I was on BBC. I was on a national television show. So interviews are great. And like this is a great platform. For me, it's like I, I kind of stick to those and more podcasts. But I have said that they send me a ton of this, these reaction videos. So I know they're popping. Yeah. Right on. All right. Thank you so much, Nick. I really appreciate uh, you giving us over your time and your Thank information. You, and, um, you know, I know we went into the weeds, but you handled it well. So I'm, I'm glad we did. I'm glad we <laughs> I did. I like this, man. This was fun. Yeah, man. I had a blast. All right, Nick. You have a great rest of your day, man. You too, brother. All right. Peace. All right. Bye-bye. Tell me how you really feel, Nick.
<laughs> no, I, I I enjoy talking to uh, I enjoy talking to Nick. I I enjoy talking to people that I don't necessarily agree with on all things. It's one of those weird sicknesses, I guess, where I like to look past, you know, politics and and look to a person as a human and not as uh, what they think. And, and you know, I don't know, man, whatever. I'm I'm tired. I'm juice fasting, everyone. I'm juice fasting. It's fun. It's good for the. It's fun for the whole family. Uh, I'm gonna keep it short and sweet. So go support Nick Natoli. Instagram.com slash Nick Natoli. You can also find a We Speak English Good on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash We Speak English Good. We're streaming Mondays and Fridays. Mondays at 1 p.m. and Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also support the show on our Threadless store at. We speak English good.com. Oh, wait, no, we speak English good.threadless.com. There you go. Go go get yourself a we speak English good t shirt. It's very fun for everyone. Again, <laughs> uh, like, subscribe, review, like us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, uh, uh, Twitter, all of uh, Discord. We're all there, we're everywhere. Uh, you can also, uh, you can. Subscribe to us on Apple iTunes. Follow us on Spotify or anywhere you get your podcast. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube and Twitch. And leave a review. It's very helpful for us. And we'll read it on air. You can also write the show at WeSpeakEnglishGood at gmail.com. And that's about it, everybody. I I, I think I need to drink some more juice. I think I'm going to go drink some juice right now. So Because I'm, I'm starting to feel a little tired. starting to feel weak. Like, I'm going to need some more juice here soon. So, all right, guys. Be good to your fellow human beings. HJs for everybody. I love you guys. I will see you next time. Bye-bye.